Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. I'm stumped. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm stumped. Now turn to the person that you've ignored maybe twice now and say, I'm stumped. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you absolutely are stumped? and you have no idea what to do. That feeling where you can be in a circumstance, a situation, or maybe something random has just happened and you have no idea what your reaction should be. You know that feeling? I think we all find ourselves in places in life where we can say, I'm stumped, God. God, I have no, absolutely no idea how you are going to get me, myself out of this one how you're going to transform this situation, how you're gonna transform my circumstance around so that it can be used for your glory. Something that comes to mind is the disciples. I mean, Jesus was their rabbi. He was the man for them. I mean, he had following, he had a good crowd. These guys must have been thinking, this guy is amazing, he, he gets food. Some of the questions I have when I'm reading the Bible is really random, off topic, but I wonder if God, Jesus ever gave them a little bit of aircon. You know, the Middle Eastern guys, you know. I wonder if he'd just be like, hey boys, look at this, aircon. But we don't really know the ins and outs. That's the things that goes through my mind. I wonder if he, you know how he could do the, you know, I guess it's possible, he could do whatever he wanted. But you know, the, the fish and the loaves, he multiplied that. I wonder if he gave him KFC one time, you never know. But all of these awesome things that Jesus did, and he leaves them stumped with the cross. I mean, for three days, everything they hoped for, everything they had their belief in, had been shattered. For three days, their whole building up, building up, the ministry went. It would have been very easy for all 12 of them, or 11 of them, sorry, to lose faith in Jesus. And to, you know, to say, God, well, we're done here. But they continued to believe, and God led them on a path and on a journey to believe that He had risen again. I was reading from Isaiah 11, and I love this scripture, and I'm gonna be reading a bit of scripture tonight. I would ask, you know, we're in church, so we read the Bible. Is that all right? We read a big bit of scripture when we're at church, and that's fine. Just make sure it's not the only scripture we read all week, because it is a little bit of scripture. But I wanna point, pinpoint a couple of things in this scripture that I think will bless you. Let me read from verse one. It says, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him and the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with the righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. That means he can just do really, really quick comebacks most of the time. And faithfulness, the sash around, sorry, righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness, the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and the and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The, de the, young, the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. 
For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Verse one, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse and from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. This is an unusual prophecy. Isaiah is making a statement saying, he's really, he's, he's alluding to the fact that Jesus Christ is coming into the world. Now this is hundreds of years before Jesus. So we look at, back on it with hindsight, we go, well, it's clearly Jesus. But for them, he was alluding to this man who would come into the world. They had no idea how he would come, what he would look like. They had an idea in their mind, but they were pretty far off. And Isaiah's naming all of these things. He's basically saying, there's gonna be a son born from the house, the lineage of David. He's gonna be born into the world and he's gonna bring peace to the world. I mean, that sounds like a pretty peaceful spot where you have little kids putting their hands in the vipers den and not being harmed. He's saying he's gonna bring a whole heap of peace. But the thing I like about this scripture is that in the first stanza, it says, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. And we can read past that real quick, but for the Israelite people to bring up the stump of Jesse is really quite inappropriate. I guess it's quite annoying for them. The Israelites are in this place where they're, you know, they're, they're King David, the lineage that he had, the royal line that he had going was suddenly cut down. And the, the royal line, the royal family tree was cut. And so when the scripture goes to the stump of Jesse, it's reminding the people, hey, remember when David's line was cut down? Remember when you thought you had everything going for you and then bam, the further along the, further along the line that they got from David, the further they got from God, they turned their backs, they turned, their, they turned to their enemies and they turned to the wrong gods. And so eventually the, the lineage of David was cut down. And I love the second part, it says, from his roots a branch will bear Fruit. Now, if I'm talking about the coming of Jesus, I don't really wanna to go to the stump uh, that's causing the people pain at the moment. I don't really wanna draw the attention to the stump in the ground that says, you know, this was the promise, but you know what, something's gonna happen from that stump. I probably wanna mix it up and make it look really, really cool because there's nothing cool about a stump. I mean, a stump is really inconvenient. A stump is something that keeps on tripping you up and it's something that keeps on, I mean, have you ever tried to remove a stump? How annoying are stumps to remove? And this stump was there in, in the face of the Israelite people saying, hey, remember this? Remember David? Goliath? Remember all the awesome things that he did? Now it's just a, a memory? Now it's just a, a moment in time? But something's gonna come from the stump. Something's gonna break forth from the stump. You see, the stump had everybody at the time tripping <laughs> without sounding too rappy. <laughs> but it had everybody tripping out, tripping over. In our life tonight, the stumps of our past, the stumps of our circumstance, the stumps from the things that we thought was promised from God can have us tripping over and over and over and over and over and over. That thing that we thought God was going to do, that promise that we thought God was going to prevail in, that, that, that circumstance that, that just seems to have cut down everything that we had worked for, the stump will bear forth a branch. The stump had everybody tripping, but God was only just beginning. 
You see, this message is for everybody who's had a dream, but has found yourself stumped on how you're going to get there. It's for everybody who had a plan, was working with that plan, then somehow you got railroaded off your plan, and now you're working out how to get back into the plan. If you feel called, but you find yourself stumped on what that calling is and how to outwork it, then this is a message for you. If you find yourself wondering, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going with my life? And you found, find yourself stumped with direction, then this is the message for you. If you have breath in your lungs, everyone feel their heart. If you have a heartbeat, then this is a message for you because I'd hate to, I'd hate to break it. We will all get stumped in life. We will all find ourselves in a place. Some of you guys are really doing that heart thing for a very long time. You are breathing, you are alive, it's all fine. I hope, I haven't bored you that quickly. But we will, if we, love, if we live for long enough, we will find ourselves stumped. But who do we turn to in our moment of need? I'm stumped, point number one, but I have a source. S-O-U-R-C-E. I have a source. I went around to Pastor Byron's house a few months ago with Big Dan and a few of the others. And Pastor Byron had won the youth labor uh, ticket last year for youth camp. So we would raise money for youth camp by laboring, doing a slave labor pretty much. Um, we will do anything to get money for youth kids because we love them. And so it doesn't matter if it's shaving or if it's waxing or whatever, we will do it all if it means that we get young people to youth camp. And so Pastor B won the raffle, well, won the auction, and he put us to work one day. And one of the jobs was, if you've been to Pastor Byron's house, you know that he lives on a hill like that. <laughs> and one of the jobs was to pick up these plants that were planted alongside his fence. And the plants were big, and they're spiky, okay? I don't know what type of plants they were, but they were big and spiky. And every time you got near them to get to the, um, the actual branch in the middle, you would be absolutely cut and it would be terrible, okay? Now, for someone with sensitive skin like mine, <laughs> everyone say, ah. Oh. I know it's cute. <laughs> but you don't wanna be going near you don't want to be going near the, the tree too much and getting all those cuts on you. And so I get there, and I think I said it in the car, I'm like, imagine if we get there, this is wishful thinking, if we get there and all of the big plants that look massive are gonna be super heavy to carry and maneuver. We were doing a plant transplant. That's a bit of a tongue twister. We were literally transporting the plants from one spot to another. And I said, imagine if they were all in pots. Anyway, we get there, and sure enough, to our surprise, we start moving this massive plant and they were actually in pots. And so these big massive plants were actually so easy to move because all you need to do was wiggle it once and the root broke from the bottom. The root that was connected to the ground, the pot had actually become the layer and it was separating the roots from the, from the source of what it needed to be in. And I got thinking about it this week and I was thinking about the fact in life, sometimes we feel like we're planted but we've taken the liberty off God to be planted in Him in order to look like we've growing or to order, we look like we're doing all the right things when really we've placed ourselves in a pot plant. 
and we wonder why we sway back and forth, left to right. When storms come, we wonder why we end up falling over. When things come and life gets rough, we wonder, God, where are you now? When really we were never connected to the source of our strength, we were never connected to the thing that we actually needed to be connected to, and so when the life got rough, we fell over. And when life gets rough, if we don't learn, we'll fall over again and we'll fall over again and we fall over again because we've separated ourselves in order to look like we're growing when in reality, we're not waiting for the time of God. You see, when you have to remove yourself from the pot to place yourself in the ground, you may not look as big in the ground. It may not look as great in the ground, but at least you're connected to the source. At least we're connected to our, our Saviour. At least we're connected to God. And it can be so easy for us to get pot plant mentality that goes, you know what, it's gonna take, I'm gonna, it's gonna take a little bit more time to place it in the, in, the, in the soil, so I'll just put it in a pot and I'll get surface level with my relationship with God, but I won't ever dig deep into who He is. I'll be surface level. I'll come to church maybe every four weeks on a Sunday, which is the average attendance for a Christian in the world today, once every three, four weeks. I'll come every three to four weeks and I'll get my surface level, but I'm not willing to dig deep. I'm not willing to go deeper into who He is. I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to step out because that will take my effort. But I wanna remind us today, if we see even this, you know, that we may see a stump in front of us, we may see something that's been cut down, something that was removed from your life that you thought was the promise of God. Can I remind you that it's still connected to the source of God? And it went, as long as it has root in Him, it is, a, it is going to bear fruit. It's just a matter of when. Not if, it's always a matter of when. We, when we are connected to the source of God, we are immovable. We are a force to be reckoned with. It does not matter what comes against us. God will always use it against the enemy. Every Everything that would try to turn against us, He will turn our test into a testimony. He will bring glory to your story. He will bring, he will bring His promise from your pain. But it's the decision that we make here today. Am I connected to the source? Or am I planted by the pool in a pot? I mean, one sounds great. Planted by the pool in a pot. But when there's a little bit of rain, when there's a little bit of a storm, only one will remain standing. And we make that choice. You see, we need to start spending time working with the source of our strength and the source of our relationship because the stump will remain if it's not connected to the source, if it's not connected to God. You see, the thing of our past will remain stagnated, stopped, unable to grow if we don't get connected to the source or the nutrients of God in this life. He is our sustenance, He is our life. You see, you spend enough time working on the source and you will, you will see the shoot start to grow. Point number two is I have a shoot. I'm stumped but I have a shoot, not shoe. I like to call myself Plant Man Dan now. I've taken on the title. I'm pretty proud of it. Do you like it? Plant Man Dan. And I don't mean any unnecessary plants, okay, people? I mean the good type of plants, the house plants, of course. So don't come up hitting me up for anything after the service. Won't be doing that. Of course not. But 
Plant Man Dan. I've been calling myself that for a little while now. I even changed my Instagram bio to that for a little bit of time, just for a joke. But I'm quite proud to introduce to you one of my plants. Can we please choose the good-looking plant, whoever's on media first? My Monsteria. Can we show that? There you are. My Monsteria. See, I've gotten into the plant trade myself. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't that great? I mean, that, that is a nice monsteria that is beginning to grow. I've had it since a young age, people. I mean, it was small, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And every single day I wake up, not really. I'm not really that fanatical about my plants, I'm joking. But I have another plant. You see, this plant I had from a young age, and I learned sort of what it needed. I, I sort of learned, you know, this is how much water it needs, a little bit how much sunlight it needs. But there was another plant, right? And I got it when it was quite advanced in growth. It was quite big. And so, can we go to the next plant? Um, that's supposed to be a fiddle leaf fig. And as you can see, and this was taken today, but <coughs> there's not much leaves left on it. And I don't know if you see in the actual pot there, there's a whole mound of leaves. That plant used to look nothing like that when I received it. It looked way better when I bought it. When I bought it, it was flowering, I mean, not flowering, but it was like green, it was lush, it was beautiful. And now, after a few months at my house, it looks like it's just about ready for the bin. But my point is, is that sometimes we like to look at other people's growth or other people's journey with God, and we think, you know what, if I could just have that, if I could just look like that, have that fruit in my life, sustain that wealth. If I could just have what they have, then everything would be absolutely fine. But the truth of the matter is, is that unless we, unless we start to nurture the shoot that God has within us, if he was to trust us with that, then it wouldn't be long before we had that in our life. If he was to give us what we wanted sometimes, it wouldn't be long until that thing withered up and died. If he was to give you that responsibility or that thing that we've been needing and wanting to feel as if we're growing outwardly, that it wouldn't be long until we found ourselves with this thing that's nothing like how we received it. Why? It's because we had never been a part of the process of growth. And you know what? God is all about the process of growth. You see, there's nothing good about a little tiny shoot sticking up from, from a stump in the ground. It doesn't look great. It looks like we've got a lot of work to do here. There's a lot of things I've got to get sorted. I've got to water this sucker. I've got to nurture this sucker. Before it can grow into a branch, I need it to get growing. And it doesn't look great. You see, sustaining the shoot takes work. Sustaining the shoot doesn't look significant. It doesn't look like every, no one really wants to sustain the shoot that God has in your life. Sometimes we don't even want to sustain the shoot. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look Instagram worthy. It doesn't look like we should post it on Facebook saying, you know what, I'm just starting my devotions today, kicking back into it after 365 days of not being on devotions. Or You see, but unless we start small, we'll never be able to sustain what God wants to give us. We won't be able to sustain that thing if it was given to you. Do you ever wonder why people who win the lottery actually end up more poor or less in a worse circumstance after winning it than before winning it? Why? 
because they got the wealth, but they never learnt the wisdom. And sometimes we want wealth, we want the thing, we want the fruit of what other people's wisdom has built. And we can't get it and we won't sustain it even if we do get it until we learn to build the wisdom. You see, it was because I had no wisdom, I can't grow that fiddle leaf fig. And I'm trying people, I'm trying. But that thing keeps on losing leaves every day. I water it and then it dies. I have to give it some sunlight and I give it too much sunlight because I didn't grow it from the beginning. You see, we need to stop wishing that we had somebody else's gifting, somebody else's talent, somebody else's opportunity and just get real with ourselves of where we're at and say, God, are you willing to use where I'm at? If I start to nurture the shoot that you've given me, that little green leaf, that little bit of greenery that I have from the stump of my past, what will you do through it, God? And you know what? You'll see growth and it will continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and it will be planted to the source. So when the storms come, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hide away. It's not gonna bend over and break. It's going to grow all the more because we took time being consistent, being faithful, gaining wisdom so that we could have eventually the branch. If you have a shoot, you have a shot. If, you, if you're here tonight and you have breath in your lungs, you have a shot. If you have God on your side, you have not just a shot, you have a surety. You know, you know, it's not just if, maybe, but, when, it's God, if I choose it, it's gonna grow. You're gonna, you're gonna grow me into the person I need to be. You're gonna grow me into my destiny. You're gonna grow me into my hope. I may only see a stump right now, but I'm believing in faith that something's gonna spring forth. And I don't care if I need to start small. I'm not about looking good. I'm not about, you know, we, that's why we, we sometimes look at Instagram, we look at the things around us and we go, you know what, I just want that. Let's be people who don't care about what it looks like. Let's just get started today. Let's get started with the little that we have and let's be, let's be faithful with it. Point number three, I'm stumped, but I have a branch. <laughs> he brought forth a branch of hope. If we go back to that scripture, it says, a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. You see, when we get past the shoot, the stem, when we get to the branch part, that's when we start to bear fruit. And again, going back into the analogy, sometimes we look at the fruit of other people's lives and we want it. We want that joy, that, that faith, we want that prayer life, that devotional life. And again, that's something that's only built. We can't be like at Woolworths, tasting and trying and stealing the fruit. Doesn't work that way in the kingdom of God. You see, the fruit that we bear is the fruit that we sow for. You see, when we're connected to the, to the branch and when we're connected to the, 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 the good gardener, when we're connected to God, you see, the fruit of our life is something that we can grow, but it's something that we have to choose to. It's not like, oh, I want their fruit and I'll go over to this basket over here and I'll choose their fruit. Go to this trolley over here, choose their fruit. It's not how it works. Kingdom of God is not a shopping center. It's a nursery. And we grow when we choose to, choose, when we choose to have God and we choose to say, God, send me a branch. 
You see, I'll keep on nurturing the stem, you'll grow it into a branch, and as it grows into a branch, it gives fruit to the world around us. And this is the thing I love about this. When we have a branch, it branches out. It branches out, and the church was always meant to branch out. That's why we have different talents. Every person in here, you are individually made with your talent, with, your, with, your, uh, I, with who you are, with what God's called you to be. Each and every one of us has different talents, gifts, giftings, abilities, and this is what we're meant to do. We're meant to branch out with that. We're not trying to meant to be the person to the left or to the right of you. You're meant to be you, and you're meant to branch into the sphere of life that you have access to. You see, when we branch out into the world around us, people start to taste the fruit. But if we keep the branches in the church, nobody's tasting the fruit. It's just making us feel a lot better. And the world needs the fruit of, of the gospel of Jesus. The world needs to taste the fruit and see that it is good. The world needs us to choose to branch out. The world needs us to choose to step out from that stump to go, God, ready for your branch. You send me, I'll bear the fruit, I'll be diligent. I'll make sure it happens. See, God has given us a branch. You see, the branch that we're talking about Jesus in this circumstance, but we all get to be a part of it. We all get to be a part of this. I'm the vine, you are the branches. We all get to bear fruit. In this circumstance, he's talking about Jesus. And I love the fact that Jesus came from Nazareth, which was a despised place. I don't know if you know about Jesus, but Nazareth was a, a lame place. It was a place that nobody really lived in. Fishermen, carpenters, the lowest of the low, no educated people came from there. Didn't have any universities, any schooling, and was a it was just a, an average, medium, mundane place. Do you know what Nazareth means? In the Hebrew, it means branch. I love the fact that the branch of life came from an unusual place. And you may be looking for that branch. You may be looking for that thing from God. Can I just encourage you that it may just come from that unusual, unsuspecting place that you have not even considered yet. That hope, that joy, that peace that you're looking for may just be coming from that unusual spot that you've, that you've already you know, said to God, I'm over. I don't, I don't really, can anything, they said about Jesus, can anything good come from Nazareth? You know what? Good did come from Nazareth. In fact, the best came from Nazareth. The best came. He brought forth a branch of hope. He brought forth a branch of mercy. He brought forth a branch of peace. He brought forth a, a branch of equality and inclusion. He brought forth a branch of love. He brought forth a branch of righteousness. I am the vine, you are the branches. Are we connected to the source? Are we being diligent with that little bit of growth that we see? Are we turning that branch into something that bears fruit? We get to choose. See, I'm believing that people will walk out of here and we'll have an understanding that your life will bear fruit again. If you feel like you're not bearing fruit anymore or that something you've become stagnated or stopped, I declare right now that your life will bear fruit as this scripture says, that you may only see the stump of your past, but in Jesus' name, your life will bear fruit. 
that you won't, be, you won't be planted in that pot any longer that you've put yourself in, but you'll be planted and connected to the source of life, Jesus Christ. That you would choose to say, you know what, I only see something little, but something little is much when God's involved. That something little can be watered with His Spirit, watered with His worship, watered with His Word, and that something little can grow into something of significance, amen? that that something little can grow into something of significance and nobody, no man, no woman, no label, nothing could come against your plan. See, don't try to remove that stump that God's placed in you. Don't try to remove that promise and say, well, it mustn't be. Don't try to remove that vision and say, well, I've given up on it because God's working and He's a miracle working God. He's a way making God. He's the God who is and was and is to come. And you know what? God didn't just work in the Bible. He works today, church. He is working today. We are a move of God. We are a move of God. We have to be a move of God. Been talking to the youth about it a little bit lately, but we're not waiting. We can't wait on the move when we're the church because we are the movement. If you want healings, if you want things to change, if we want things to change in our schools, universities, workplaces, then we must realise that we are connected to a God who is moving today in us, not without us. He's moving through us. So church, can I encourage you? Are you stumped? Have you stopped? Have you looked at that thing and said, I'm done? Choose today. Will you choose growth? Maybe you need to take yourself out of that surface level relationship with God and say, you know what, God, today I'm rededicating. Today, Lord, I'm starting new today, Father God. I'm gonna start to grow into you. I'm not up for just what you can give me. I'm up for what I can give back to you. No more surface level Christianity, casual Christianity. I'm not waiting on a microwave miracle. I'm waiting on a move with you. I'm wanting to move for you. We choose. Can I pray? Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you, Lord, for your presence that's already surrounding us. God, I just ask that you would speak to each and every person right now. For those who, maybe this is your first time in church, while every head is bowed, eyes closed, I wanna just give you an opportunity right now because I won't go past this. This is important. This is so, so important. But maybe as I was talking, you're one or two people. Maybe you've never been connected to this God that I was talking about. Maybe you've never said yes. Maybe you've never really inquired of who Jesus is and why we follow Him. Then right now I'm talking to you, but also I'm talking to you if you're related to that pot plant analogy where you were there, but you weren't. You, you're, you have a relationship, but it's only surface level. And tonight you wanted to say, you know what, I wanna begin that again. I wanna start that again. I wanna start fresh tonight. Then right now, while nobody's looking around, I just wanna give you an opportunity. If that is you right now, I'm not gonna call you out. I just wanna see your hand and I'll include you in a prayer. So could you raise your hand across this place? If there's anybody here, thank you, thank you. Anybody else, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you, thank you. If you haven't put up your hand now, you can keep on, you can put it up right now, I'll wait for you. Thank you, 
Thank you. Is there anyone? I'm going to give you one last shot you're worth waiting for. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Can we repeat this after me? Dear God, I come to you today and I know what you did upon the cross. I believe that you rose again. I believe that my past has gone and my future is coming. I choose you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I hope this has blessed you. To those who have made that decision, love to talk to you after the service. If you have any questions, please come see me or the team. But I hope this has blessed you today. I'm gonna hand over to Pastor Caleb.